0: Pastor Lisa Bates-Froyland here from Redeemer Lutheran Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to our fourth season of the Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives podcast, a more portable way to take in the weekly preaching and music here at Redeemer. This season, we weather the winter months together, join us as we prepare for Christmas in December, and get to know Jesus through scripture and song in January, February, March, and then head toward a crescendo in April with a retelling of Jesus' death and resurrection. Imagine that, a religion founded on the promise that new life can emerge from death. And lucky us here in Wisconsin, because nature will be showing us this truth at the very same time. And now, here's the sermon.
1: Well, good morning, grace and peace to you from our Father God and from the Holy Spirit and from Jesus. Uh, Again, my name is Pastor Mike, and it is so good to be with you this morning. Now, I love the story that we have this morning about Joseph, uh, but I also have to admit that it's kind of a tragic story, in that every time I read the story of Christmas, and particularly Joseph's role in it, I think, man, that guy sure got the raw deal. See, this guy, he thinks that he's got this uncomplicated marriage in front of him to a pretty young woman named Mary. And then, all the things happen. First, Mary tells him that she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and, uh, well, if I'm Joseph, I'm thinking, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, right, the Holy Spirit. And so Joseph, being a good man, tries to dismiss her honorably, to which then he gets visited by an angel who tells him, no, 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 she's actually telling the truth, which I'm sure was some comfort to Joseph until he thought about the fact that now he's in charge of raising God's son. Then we have this moment where he's like, okay, I accept you know, the responsibilities that I have, I'm staying true to Mary. And then he gets the news that a census is about to happen. And he's going to have to take his eight-month pregnant wife on a 70-mile walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem. More bad news. And then when he gets to Bethlehem, there's no bed for him and his now nine-month pregnant wife. And the bad news doesn't stop there. This poor guy, after Jesus is born and there is great celebration and joy... Before Jesus is even one years old, he must, Joseph must take his family to Egypt as refugees because some supposedly wise men from the East gave up the game and now the murderous Herod wants to kill every baby boy under the age of two. And so with every step, Joseph tries to be faithful but is just met with worsening and worsening circumstances. But here's the thing, every time that I read the Christmas story through the eyes of Joseph, I can't help but admire his character, his ability to take everything in stride, and his ability to continue to roll with the punches as God gives it to him. And as I'm trying to sum up what it is that I so admire about Joseph and the way that he responds to each of these situations, my brain made the connection, as only one with a three-year-old daughter can, to Frozen 2, the movie. Because as a pastor, I'm deeply steeped in the stories of Scripture, but as a dad of a three-year-old and a one-year-old, I am also deeply steeped in the stories of Disney+. Plus. Um, <clears throat> so if you're not familiar with, Disney, uh, with Disney's Frozen 2, it's the story of two sisters, Anna and Elsa, who find out that there is trouble in the nearby Enchanted Forest. And due to some unethical shenanigans by their grandfather, the spirits of the forest of fire, water, wind, and earth are upset and getting really destructive. And not only that, but the way of life for the Druid-like people who live in the Enchanted Forest is threatened, and their lives are in peril as well. And so Anna and Elsa, they go on this adventure, and as they start to uncover what had happened in the past and the kind of dire circumstances they find themselves in now, they realize that they have very little control over this current situation they find themselves in. They realize that they cannot change the past, and they have little control over the difficult situation that they find themselves in now. But in the middle of it, they develop this beautiful mantra which carries them through the second half of the film, which is this. Just do the next right thing. They know they cannot fix the past. They cannot control the present circumstance. But they can hold on to this thought that what they can do is just to do the next right thing. And the reason this story in Frozen 2 reminds me of Joseph is because in Joseph, I see this really beautiful mantra within him, which is to do the next faithful thing. At every turn, with every curveball that is thrown at Joseph, Joseph is able to say, look, this isn't what I wanted, this isn't what I expected, but I love and trust my God enough to do the next faithful thing. You see, as he's given the news that Mary is pregnant and he knows that he is not the father, he's committed to doing the next faithful thing, which is to not besmirch her honor. When he's given the news that, no, 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 actually, it is as Mary says. He doesn't shy away from the responsibility of raising Jesus. When he's faced with the task of traveling to Bethlehem or taking his family to Egypt, he does not shirk at the responsibility, but instead chooses to do the next faithful thing. And I think this is so beautiful because each and every one of us can relate to this story. Maybe not in as much drama, but each of us are put into circumstances that we have no control over. So many of us are having to deal with the reality of a past that we cannot change and deal with both the sins that we have committed, but also sins that other people have committed. And all we can do in response is to do the next faithful thing. You see, we are totally helpless in changing our own past, much less the past of our family. And by ourselves, we can't even erase our own sins, much less trying to make up for the sins of our country or the sins of other people who have worn the moniker Christian. And yet I find comfort, because if there's good news, it's that we don't have to save the world. We don't have to make up for all the bad things that have happened in the past. We get to leave the whole save the world thing to Jesus. And all we need to do is that next faithful thing. But doing the next faithful thing often requires a little bit of flexibility. That Joseph, over the course of his story, had to alter his course a few different times. And sometimes we make the mistake of thinking, well, if we worship an unchanging God, then that must mean that we forever must have the same consistent faithful response in every situation. But that's not necessarily true. For those of us that have loved people going through cancer, today the next most faithful thing that we can do might be to fight like hell to get them the best treatment possible. To chase down every glimmer of hope and every avenue and rabbit hole that might lead to healing. But tomorrow, the next faithful thing that we might do is allow our loved ones to die in peace with dignity, surrounded by the people that they love. For those of us that love people who are dealing with addiction, Today, the most faithful thing that we could do is shower them with emotional and financial support. But maybe tomorrow, the next most faithful thing is to set strict boundaries that protect ourselves and protect the other person from being enabled in their habits. In some ways, this idea of doing the next faithful thing is embodied no better in one of our beloved congregation members, Mark Trentadu. Yesterday we had a memorial service for him here. And the thing that sticks out to me about Mark is that he, as much as any of us, deeply embodies our reality that each and every one of us are simultaneously saint and sinner. You see, for Mark, he had a long history of addiction in his life and it was at the root of many of the problems that he faced. It caused him to lose jobs, distance himself from romantic partners, be estranged from his four kids, and eventually it left him without a home at our nearby Milwaukee rescue mission. But for Mark, after renewing his relationship with Jesus, he spent the better part of the last 11 years just trying to do the next most faithful thing. You see a lot of guys that end up at the rescue mission without homes, they often will say, look, when I get back on my feet, I promise you I'm going to pay it forward. A lot of those men never get back on their feet. And a lot of those men do get back on their feet, but they break their promise to pay it forward. The beautiful thing about Mark is that Mark meant it. That after receiving grace here at Redeemer at Noon Run, there were few people as passionate about helping serve at Noon Run as Mark was. Mark was a weekly fixture at our Thursday pantry for the entire year that I've been here. And I could always count on seeing him sitting there setting up with produce in one hand, and his handy-dandy tape deck in the other playing classic rock music. And it wasn't just serving here at Noon Run, but Mark was even taking the difficult step of trying to reconnect with his two children who were ready to forgive him. See, Mark knew that he couldn't change the past, but with each step he tried to stay focused on doing the next faithful thing. And so like Mark, like Joseph, and like Anna and Elsa, each of us are required to ask the question, what is our most faithful thing that we can do next? At this time in Christmas, we get to remember the joy that God is with us, we're given comfort knowing that we don't have to be the ones to save the world or even to be the ones responsible for saving the people around us that Jesus does that but as we live into this christmas story maybe may we be inspired by joseph to do the next faithful thing knowing that we can't change the past we can't always control our present circumstances but we can always, always do the next faithful thing. Amen.
2: So after after listening to Mike's sermon, I was tempted to play "Let It Go." Let It Go. Uh, I mean, any any reminder? There you go. Um, I, I I'm. When Pastor Lisa and, and Alex and Mike and I were discussing this week, um, we, I knew that the, the topic was going to be kind of understanding the Christmas narrative from Joseph's perspective. And we were looking through the hymnals like, God, there's just not a lot of Joseph songs. And so uh, I went on to the great arbiter of new music, at least to me, was YouTube. And uh, I found this song. Uh, It's a gorgeous song. And uh, as you listen to it, look in the lyrics in the bulletin. Um, But I want you to envision a conversation between Joseph and God. And I think this is what Joseph might have said.
3: this baby in my heart, sleeping now so peacefully, the Son of God, the angel said, how could it be? Lord, I know he's not my own, not of my flesh, not of my bone. Still, Father, let this baby be the son of my love. father show me where i fit into this plan of yours how can a man be father to the son of god lord for all my life i've been a simple carpenter how can i raise a king how can i raise a king He looks so small, his face and hands so fair. And when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear. But when he laughs, it shines again. How could it be? Show me where I fit into this plan of yours How can a man be father to the Son of God Lord for all my life I've been a simple carpenter How can I raise a king How can I raise a king How could it be this baby in my arms, sleeping now so peacefully, the Son of God, the angels said, how could it be, how could it be?
0: there you have it, a sermon and a song. Hope you are inspired, fortified, challenged by these podcasts, and also willing to donate to support our ministry here in the heart of Milwaukee. Online, go to www.redeemermilwaukee.org. An old-fashioned paper check means no fees. The entire gift supports the ministry here. Send a check to Redeemer Church, 631 North 19th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53233. 3, 3. Our Fearless and Faithful Capital Campaign invites anyone to help us with financial contributions, big or small, to make our physical home at the corner of 19th Street and Wisconsin Avenue ready and able to worship, for education, and especially for outreach in decades to come. Information on Fearless and Faithful can be found at the website, www. Redeemer Milwaukee.org. Until next time, may our gracious God increase your hope, strengthen your faith, deepen your capacity for love, and grant you peace.